Hi, welcome back. I'm Camille. And I'm Gretchen. And we are starting over series, our podcast. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, we actually, Camille and I always have a little time that we talk off set before we, we jump on here. And um, you and I were talking about, um, well, what Camille does is she's um, she's a counselor. She's a, a you what do you want to? Uh, well, I help people clear their trauma, their past. And so we just talk about their life and kind of help realign them to who they really are and get them process, back on track. You know, process. Yeah, process. Yeah. Let's talk about what that really is because I don't, I think sometimes you're a little bit different, Camille, and yeah. that sometimes people go and and maybe they just need to be heard. Yeah. But you hear them and then you kind of get into like, yeah, here's the why, here's what's happening, here's some tools. That's right. Well, and look, I think people are, if they come in upset, they really don't sometimes know why they're upset. So people, people live in yeah. a little bit of upset, and it could be a long time upset they've never dealt with. And so maybe it's a trauma. And, um, you know, what happens when you get traumatized or you go through a painful experience? We make decisions as a result of that uh, moment of shock. So think back on things that you went through that were kind of like a moment of shock. Yeah. And so that moment of shock, you're frozen. You kind of feel like you're frozen. And you almost have to unthaw yourself. But with the clearing I do, I help people go back to the moment of shock and take a look at where they were, what happened, what they decide about themselves, what they decide about life or their future. Because that's what's still running. That's the program kind of running today. You spend a lot of emotion there, a lot of energy there, a lot of spirit there, right? And we do spend our spirit in life. And so when you spend yourself there, how do you retrieve that? How do you go back and get it? You got to process it. You got to go back and look and see what you decided. Mm-hmm. And this is why trauma affects people in a negative way if you don't really deal with it. Like grief, people, if they have a huge loss, they don't cry. It comes out, I think Louise Hay said in her book, if you don't deal with emotions, it comes out in uglier ways, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was actually I was actually reading this book this week that was talking about we, especially with trauma and feelings, we, um, we process things in our minds mm-hmm. and then we're actually teaching our body how to react. So let's say, for instance, Say somebody is is keeping things in. Hmm. They're keeping things in, but their body is rebelling those feelings that are in. So your body's going to react. Mm-hmm. So even if life goes on, and maybe that trauma is not in your life right now, but your body still knows how to react. So any sort of thing that comes about that may not feel right, you're going to have the same kind of reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, I know like when I get really upset, if something has really upset me, Food is like the worst thing I can mm. think about. Mm. I am not hungry for, for days. Mm. Um, and so like when I was going through my divorce and stuff, I got really thin. Mm-hmm. Not that I, I mean, not that I was trying to lose weight, but yeah. it was just like, I just, my body goes, nope, nope. Yep. You know, that, that just wasn't something that, that I wanted to do. But, uh, just one second about that. Look, mm-hmm. it's almost like when you go back to that moment when you were, you're, you're almost in an altered state. Yeah. Notice that. So mm-hmm. if you can remember that for yourself for a second and, you, again, food was just, you couldn't even imagine eating, okay? Um, because it would have done what to you? I mean, you probably would have thrown it up, probably, right? Probably, yeah. Um, because you're in kind of a, a fixed, frozen state of survival. Mm-hmm. You get mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, you know, when, when you're going through a major change and a major loss, it is, um, a, a, you're almost in an altered state. And so that moment of trauma, it, and it can, a trauma can last for months, okay? It isn't like it's one and done and a second and done. Right. It is... Um, kind of a nightmare that's happening for a long period of time. 
and you just feel out of sorts and that out of sorts feeling is chaos so I think what you're doing is staying in control by not adding more to your physicality because it couldn't have handled anymore. Yeah. 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 I even remember, um, like, even during when I first was going through chemo. Mm. And so so that's trauma. That's stress, yes. right? Yes. I didn't want to eat, but my body needed yes. needed something. Like, I remember I was in standing at the pharmacy at Costco on the floor mm. like waiting in line thinking oh my gosh I am so I, like I this was the day after chemo I was like I just don't feel that good I just mm-hmm. don't feel good and I literally had to kind of have a talk with myself like okay you have to eat like mm-hmm. and I know you don't want to but you you know you, you have to, have to mm-hmm. eat mm-hmm. um talking about trauma talking about you know how how do you mentally and how do you physically handle that um you and I were talking about when I got the call from my um, from my doctor that I had cancer. I yeah. was by myself. Um, nobody was home. I was in my bathroom, and you know that phone call was really quick. It was to the point. Mm. It was uh, a tone of voice I've never heard before from your oncologist or a nurse. Uh, it was or? from Tina. Oh, okay. Um, so oh. she was the physician that was you know Dr. Tina figured it all out, and she's one that's usually jovial, and we're just kind of you know very somber and um, it was just different but anyway so I hung up and I just caught a glance myself I was in my bathroom Mm -hmm. not going to the bathroom in my bathroom but I just caught a glance glance glimpse of myself in the mirror and it was like you are not I was literally talking to myself you are not going to be looked at as a woman with cancer Mm. you are no different right now cancer is not becoming you it's just in you you know and so quickly I had these moments Mm. I had these feelings like this is this is it this is the law this is what we're doing I created rules yeah and you know and then I called my mom and dad and I was like okay we're not gonna make a big deal about this we're not going to talk about the woes. I don't want to hear any cancer stories right. from anybody that you know that has Smart. either survived or died. I don't want to hear it. Yep. Like, I don't want to hear it. This this is going on, and, and they're, you know, we are aggressively yeah. in the makes to take care of this. And, you know, I made the point, I'm not talking about this. I didn't tell anybody. Yeah. You knew. Yeah. And just a handful knew, but I was, I just didn't want to be looked at as, oh, she brought Gretchen, she has cancer. You know, because yeah. I didn't want to see, I didn't yeah. want to see myself. I really didn't care how much, I didn't care what other people thought, but I just didn't want that energy of, That's right. you're sick, you're dying, and I'm so sorry, bless your heart. Uh, yeah. No. I made that decision through that trauma. Yeah. This is how you're going to deal with it. And re- literally, Camille, from, from that moment on throughout all those months with my surgery mm. and, and radiation and chemo, I talked to myself all the time and I talked to the cells of my body I talked to the chemo mm-hmm. I talked to the cancer I was not going to make an enemy with something that was a part of me yeah inside of you yeah yeah I mean I hear that a lot you know I, I have cancer I mean and I get I, I who wants cancer nobody likes cancer but when you told me that I was impressed I thought you know that's a really different way of dealing with it yet I can see the wisdom in that it it was a mind shift. It really yes. was yeah. because you know most of, and and let me be clear. It's said in a loving, supportive way when people say cancer sucks. Oh and, sure. And you know, kick cancer's ass, or you know, well, no, that. that's just how you dealt with it, though. Yeah, yeah. and and 
but even when I help people now and they're talking to me about either their family members or what they're going through and that's the narrative they start I'm like you you're making yourself your enemy yeah you cannot yeah. make yourself your enemy it's just like mm. uh, you know for instance if somebody is going through a situation where they want to lose weight you can't talk bad about how much you hate your body no. and expect to change no and so for me it was like all right you know what? I mean, after I kind of figured out how I feel after chemo and I realized protein shakes were the one thing that, that mm-hmm. I that made me feel better. You could eat, yeah. And then I was like, okay, so I'm figuring this out. I figured out a, a system, you know. And then it became literally a as much medicine as I was taking, I was giving myself um, mental medicine. Mm-hmm. It was constantly a I, – I called myself the sweetest names, you know. It was never um, – mm. A moment of pity. Yeah. I, I remember Camille being in the shower and watching the hair go down the drain. Mm. And I remember thinking like, okay, <laughs> I could pick it up and try to paste it back on, yeah. you know, but yeah. that's not happening. And so, oh, so I hard. thought to myself, all right, you know, um, well, I'm not going to have to shave my crotch. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, there's okay, there's some good, good. things here. And so I had my <laughs> yeah. wig, my Tina, you know, and so yeah. I kind of immediately had to shift into what's yep. my plan B. Yep. Because so, so coming to this is not an option. No. Yeah. Going to the end of it or the failure of it is not an option. I was impressed with that with you. I am inspired by that, you know, just how you've, how you were able to take this on and it didn't take you down. You know, you just literally jumped into action as if you were, again, you, you treated yourself like your own child. And I if did. your little girl was sick or something, you'd be like, oh, no, we're, I got you. We're doing this. And you jumped into being proactive. You weren't reactive. You didn't let this take you over. You were in charge and you kept your mood like you could not lose your mood to anything. You kept yourself mm-hmm. going, honey. I remember, um, um, you know, the first the first treatment you go in for chemo, it's just you just have no idea what to expect. Right. And so mine was eight and a half hours. And oh, the first one. Uh-huh. Well, they all were. Holy they God. all were. Um, but I I just I just didn't I didn't know how to, I was going to feel, you know. Mm. And so. Um, but as it turned out, that first treatment, I went with my daughter, my daughter, my little daughter, Bailey, went with me and. It was one of my favorite days of my mm. life. Mm. It was eight hours of us just talking. We weren't we weren't talking about cancer. We weren't, you know, we just weren't in that space. And and I told my kids, I said, you know, mom's going to do a whole lot better yeah. if we don't fear this. If you just treat me That's just right. like mom, and and we just you know we just yeah. do this like this is just something we do and. You know, my kids that went with me for chemo, I can't imagine how much strength that took for them. Yeah. Um, I remember one mm. time, one of the treatments, so my son Cade was with me, and I don't have great veins. Yeah. They're kind of skinny, and they roll around. And Hard to get a needle in you. There's, yeah, and they, they come in with a hot pad on your veins, you mm. know, and they just do everything they can. They're so good. But um, after about eight tries, they just they couldn't get a vein, oh, and yeah, I was dude. like, "Son, please just leave, just leave the room. Like you don't need to see this because mm-hmm. it was painful, and you know, and that's just that's hard." But you know, I do want to say, Camille, um, one of one of the things that with any trauma, and I know you, you help people with this, is yeah. your support system. Oh, absolutely. 
Well, I think that's a huge piece of it. I mean, your body's going through what it's going through, but if you don't have people around you that are keeping you going, or yeah. you keep yourself going and you surround yourself with some positive and beauty, um, again, it, it's it's a game. It's a mind game, you know? And, yeah. And you got through it. You know, you were tougher than anybody I've ever seen going through cancer, and I've seen a handful of people. So it was something you were not going to let it beat you. And, and, and I think attitude is everything. That's It's everything in every walk of life, but especially in this kind of moment. Um, that's the one thing I was impressed with is you literally mentally took on this approach of, nope, I'm not, you know, you're, you're not going to you know, take me down. I'm going to work with you. We're going to be a team on this. And you literally yeah. channeled some spiritual stuff. You were, again, most powerful, very, very strong. I, um, well, it's interesting because um, I didn't call Camille. I came in to see her. Yeah. And I walked into her office and she just looked at me and she goes, Something's What's wrong? wrong? Something's wrong. Yeah. And uh, we had a moment. Yeah. We had a moment. And then we were like, okay. Okay. Um, and from then on, Camille, you and I carried on as normal. Normal. That's right. As normal. As a matter of fact, when I came in with Tina, you were like, I want one of those. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is awesome. Damn good wig there. I'll wow. tell you. Yeah, I couldn't um, believe it. It was so good looking. But you know, I think about uh, I think about God working in yeah. my life during that time, and how everything was really not only a growing stage for me, yeah, for my family, but really how things just lined up yeah. and fell into place. I had the best care team. I had the best, and I still do best medical team. Yep. You know that I never had fear. No. I never went to any one of my appointments like, oh, my gosh. I mean, pet scans, you know, pet mm. scans in general are there to tell you everything that's going wrong. I know. You know, and, and the pet scan itself, you have to you have to have this IV for about mm. 30 minutes of this certain type drug. And it, I mean, it was radiation. Like, I mean, it's like a, yeah, you're it all blows. by yourself and, yeah. um, you know, and <laughs> you're in this tunnel and they play like this. It sounds like church death music, you know. <laughs> I'm sure it was supposed to be all uplifting, but I'm just like, like this sounds like something at a funeral. Seriously? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's like this pretty instrument, instrumental oh, well. music, you know, but I'm just like. Elevator music. Where's Beyonce? Like, <laughs> give me something better to hear. 